Hello everyone and welcome back to this exciting campaign back here in the world of Alithia. Let's actually get to our player's screen here. And we'll see all the plus ones come back in on the screen for uh, Mr. Shirley and for Mr. Timic there. Um, all exciting stuff. Uh, so before we get into tonight's episode, a couple of announcements. Um, as always, there is another dice giveaway at the break. So make sure you stick around for that so you can get the secret code word. So that way you can enter into the chat for your chance to win those awesome dice. Uh, our merch store, uh, Dale and Timmick's Bag of Holding, is uh, still alive. Um, it is uh, down below. There's a number of different items. We're also looking, uh, we've got some new designs coming in for um, some possible cool t-shirts uh, featuring um, one of our player characters, which is going to be really cool. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, as always, through channel points and bits, you can have an impact on our game. So check out the little description below on the panels that you're watching here on Twitch. To kind of get an idea, you can give plus ones like you see on the screen. You'll also give minus ones to folks. Um, also, there is abilities to possibly give advantage or inspiration, all kinds of other stuff. There's different mechanics. Um, and there's actually some unlockable ones that, uh, depending on bits that are donated, might unlock some other cool abilities, which would be kind of fun to see. Um, also, we have that Discord community. And um, if you want your homebrew um, um, things that you've made uh, for your own home games evaluated live on stream for us to take a look at, whether it be classes, items, um, character races, worlds, whatever. Uh, make sure you stop by the Discord and make sure you submit them into our homebrew submissions uh, channel there, and we'll actually take a look at them, and you'll uh, get some real-time feedback here live on the channel. Uh, and then last but not least, the newsletter was released this past uh, yesterday on Monday. So for those of you who signed up, you got your first uh, newsletter um, of the week, which was a nice little sneak peek behind, um, a little bit behind the screen and a little bit behind the production that kind of goes on here. Uh, we'll actually have a couple more coming out this week with more to follow. So if you guys want to get involved in that newsletter, make sure you check out the panel down below for newsletter and go ahead and sign up there. Um, ben, do you have anything going on that you want to talk about real quick before we stop? Nope. Nope. Okay, cool. Uh, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> I just did this a normal damn power hour, 11, uh, sorry, um, 8.30 p.m. EST uh, twitch.tv backslash plays paradise um, Icewind Dale Tuesday one no it's Monday I'm sorry my days are all messed up like my, um, today's Tuesday one third today's Tuesday today's Tuesday's dream Monday's mm -hmm. dream is uh, one thirty p.m. EST Icewind Dale yes and awesome Dale. Icewind Dale looks really Icewind. cool I'm hoping um I can't wait to get my hands on it and just kind of take a look at it and kind of see what we can kind of uh, play around with. Uh, maybe not necessarily it's, here, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see where we go. Um, it's been fun, actually. Can't lie. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, all right. So um, with that being said, we will dive right back in. So I think we've got to change the music here. As our adventurers stand inside the Witchworm Tomb, we think back on what just recently happened in our past episode. Our adventurers moved in position, making their way further and closer towards what might be some sort of penultimate battle that they have um, as they get closer and closer to where the general of the Durga army is believed to be. Over the course of their travels, Juliet was visited by her patron, giving her possibly some information on where basically this threat is coming from and what this threat might want. However, it was very enigmatic, I guess is the best way to put it. 
the party okay. uh, marched in on the uh, camp and um, took uh, the high ground in order to be able to kind of observe the camp from afar. After seeing the mass amount of folks that the Duragar had amassed and the number of soldiers that they had, it was decided by the group and Shirley to have the small regiment led by Captain Reichel to run a distraction. So that way our party members could then make their way and hopefully get into the Witchworm tomb, which they were successful. After running in with Captain Reichel, um, taking a number of his men and with many of them falling, our party snuck behind enemy lines and were able to enter inside the Witchworm tomb and close the stone tablet behind them. And that's where we left off. So you all are just now getting inside. You currently see, once I bring it up because I have places. <laughs> uh, Foundry's not loading yet, by the way. Okay, yeah. give it time. Mine froze up. Oh, yep. that's good. Mine's saying can't be reached. <laughs> Mine's saying nothing because it froze up. Cool. Well, you don't need Foundry right yet, so don't worry about that. <laughs> As you enter, you see in front of you man-made um, columns and construction of the different walls that are within here. As you kind of observe down this hallway, you also see these um, golden braziers that are all kind of lit with fire licking out each of every single one of them. The air smells pretty not quite sulfurous, it's a tinge of something like sulfur, but then also it kind of stings in the back of your nose. Currently, the hallway is quiet. There's a tomb. What would you like to do? All right, guys, uh, he told me, my patron said, the mechanism will kind of sort of present itself. I mean, not like, hey, I'm a mechanism to shut down like this gate, but kind of like, you know, hey, look, there's this, this big shiny button that we can press. I'll open my robe and reveal my mechanism. No! Not that mechanism. <laughs> I was like, put me back. <laughs> um, I will... Uh, cast uh, protection from good and evil. Okay. Oh. Uh, mark that down. <clears throat> so it, it's like dimly lit in here? Yeah, it is dimly lit. You do have the light that is flickering from the braziers that kind of dot the halls. Okay. Um, heading their way in. Um, JD, stop rolling dice and foundry because you're going to lag me out. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, like 10 minutes ago. Oh, that, that's why, because I went in after the fact. Um, um, but yeah, so you have this little bit of flickering light. As you kind of observe, you can see kind of these almost like red banners, which almost seem to resemble very similar iconography to uh, what you are used to. And it is actually showing and depicting the crest um, of your family's seal, actually. Um, kind of dotting in their way down. It almost would seem... Um, go ahead and roll me a history check, then. Um, surely. Alright. Uh, 
Off a good start there. Beautiful. Mm. All right. Remember, you have your plus one. Um, so I'll use it. You'll use it? Okay. Yeah. Hey, we got a new follower. That's awesome. Um, holy Santa hats. Um, so that brings it to a 12. Good. Uh, so that's actually the DC you needed, which is actually good. Um, so you recall um, some information, not everything, but you do remember that um, the Battle of the Battle of Witchworm was a specific um, pivotal battle in the um, kind of um, uh, defense against this uh, lich known as Rave Cinder back um, some five thousand years ago. Rave uh, Cinder. Rave Cinder. Lich. Yes. Also known as colloquially known as the Black Scourge. Um, in this battle, um, you do recall um, in some of the readings that you had while you were um, living at the castle, or yeah, at the castle, uh, you do remember and recall that there are specific, not the entire army, but they're very specific um, important figures that are buried here. Uh, unfortunately, um, that's all you can really remember. You can't remember the actual names of folks or anything like that, but you do know that like kind of like major players within that battle and defense were buried here, and they do draw some family lines to your family as well. Maybe not specifically the same bloodline, but possibly like um, offshoots of the family tree. Gotcha. <clears throat> it has to be around here somewhere, guys. So... Mechanism. That's what uh, the blue eye tiger said. Do I see anything suspicious? Do I see any kind of mechanism? Do I. Uh, go ahead and one room? Right now you're just in a hallway. You can see that um, it goes for quite a ways. It kind of goes off farther than you can all see right now. Uh, but go ahead and roll me a perception check, Maury. Twenty-one. Um, as you kind of gauge your surroundings and kind of look, uh, you can see um, as you guys begin to kind of walk forward, you can see what appears to be a um, almost like a it's a doorway that kind of offshoots off to the left. Um, in addition, you because you rolled so high, you can see there almost appears to be some sort of seam that runs along the right side of the wall in one particular place. Um, it appears to be along this area where um, there's depictions of the battle against Rafe Cinder, and you can see that, um, you know, amongst this battle, there's actually a, um, a gentleman that almost looks like he's wearing some sort of long red robe, and you can see that not too far from him where he points his staff, you can actually see kind of what looks to be like almost like a little seam right there there looks like there's some kind of scene here some kind of little line or you guys see this uh, i'll do. go over and inspect it if he points it out maybe sure. we should follow it yeah, I like um, that. This, the seam itself runs from the top of the ce the ceiling all the way down to the floor it doesn't like run horizontally it runs vertically you guys think this might be some kind of hidden door or passage? 
or a booby trap. I take a step back. <laughs> uh, would I be able to kind of check for traps in some sort of way? Absolutely. Go ahead and roll me an investigation check. Cool. Why did it give me that many? I don't know. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm going to use the first one anyway. Um, so an 11. Um, you believe, uh, you don't believe there's any traps in the area. You kind of, um, look and inspect over this kind of area of the, um, facade of this, um, kind of stone wall. Um, and you don't see any, what it would appear to be any sort of traps in the area. So I'm kind of inspecting. I think we're fine, guys. All right. I, I kind of give it a push first. Okay. Um, you give it a push, and when you go to reach out, you go to kind of give it a push, and you when you put your hand towards the seam, it's almost as if it like gives, but it's not hard it's almost as if like there's like some sort of like film over the top of this area and when you go to push on this seam you actually feel what almost it is feels like some sort of weird skin on top of it and you're able to kind of push and then grasp onto it it appears that whatever this is covering there's a hollow spot behind it blast it open it's uh is there anything in there I could grab a hold? Pull? I mean, you can you can grab onto the edge of the seam where this kind of um, where this kind of facade kind of play and pull right off. And when you do, you actually reveal that whatever this is, it's some sort of strange kind of almost. It looks very lifelike, like it looks like stone. But when you go to peel it off, it's almost as if um, as you go to kind of um, Almost like if you like fold, like almost like a foam mat, it starts to like wrinkle and kind of fold in on itself and distort the image. And as you do, you pull it back and you actually reveal another doorway. How big is this thing, this sheet? Um, this sheet probably covers, it's about 10 feet tall and probably goes about five feet wide. So it's enough to kind of reveal um, this kind of uh, very well fortified wooden doorway in front of you. Uh, I, give it a, I give it a tug. Can I, like, rip it off? Sure. Go ahead and give me a strength check. Come on, roll. Come on, Foundry. Do your thing. There we go. Uh, and all of it. It's not a terribly high DC. And actually, with that, you're able to kind of just... Whoosh, rip it down and it's almost like it's just a piece of fabric that's um hiding this however it only because you rolled so high on that perception check you were able to kind of find the seam wasn't very obvious and the only way you you only just caught it by the way the wizard was pointing um at this particular seam um you're able to kind of rip the tapestry off revealing what appears to be like this kind of opening where there's this doorway in front of you i put the tapestry in my bag of holding okay go ahead you have a, um, you can mark off that you have a wizard tapestry. I think it's the best way to put it. And then I'll, you know, we're all which room too. See what we can do. Is there a handle or anything? Mm -hmm. There is a door handle. You want to take a look at this too? 
Make sure that's not any uh, traps on there. Yeah, I'll, um, can I investigate it? Yeah, you can. Okay. Absolutely. That's better. Look at that, 19. Um, you investigate. Uh, this door does not appear to be trapped. Um, however, it does appear to be, it is locked. It's locked, Maury. <laughs> well, I mean, my best option is to kick it in. Anybody got anything else? What is it made of? Um, it's a wooden door that's kind of got these like steel kind of struts that kind of run along horizontally to reinforce it. Um, so just kicking it would probably be very difficult to do, um, but it's something you could definitely try. Um, but there is a, it does have a standard lock on it. Hey, Maury, you want to kick it together? I have an idea. All right. I'll turn into a gaseous form and, uh, go under the door and just unlock it from the other like side. Idea. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> That's pretty yeah. awesome. That is pretty awesome, actually. Um, so you go ahead and turn into your gaseous form. Uh, you are able to kind of slip into underneath the doorway. Um, in your gaseous form, you can actually see inside, you see this very kind of old, dusty kind of like study. Uh, there's a number of different books and um, almost like different weird chemicals and different reagents and stuff. Uh, you see kind of what looks to be almost a pot that has a plant kind of growing out of it that's actually holding, an, it's like an easel with a book that's laid out in front of it. Um, and there seems to be, there is a candle in here that has just burnt flickering just a little bit. Like it's just continuously been on this whole time. Um, but while you're in there, you also see um, on the floor, you see a very large um, rug that actually has what appears to be an image of the sun and a number of different kind of um, planetary bodies that kind of like surround it in, in um, about five of them in the different formations um, and different distances around. Would anything in there appear to be the mechanism that we are looking for? Um, based on, I mean... You're not really you're not really sure what you're looking for. Uh, right. You can go ahead and roll an investigation check unless you want to wait for your friends to come in. Oh, I just clicked it before you said wait. <laughs> okay, you can still. That's fine. Well, if I look back at the door, is there like just a lock that I can unlock? Yeah, there is. All right, I'm gonna do that. I'll okay. pop out of my form and do that. Okay. Timmy, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen you do, next to the lightning. I mean, the The werewolf, right? That was that was a thing. But the gaseous form was very cool too. Right. Juliet, this guy didn't tell you anything about the mechanism look like. Anything in here presenting itself to you? I'm gonna look around. As I'm looking around, I'm talking about the blue-eyed tiger. Um, he's very vague. He doesn't explain things very well. Um, he's also very full of himself. Um, but I'm not seeing anything that that looks like. Can I give an investigation roll or perception check? Yeah, absolutely. Whatever your choice. Investigation, you'll probably you'll take about like five to ten minutes, kind of 
um, digging through and kind of checking things out. Perception check would be just kind of a quick glance around the room. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna investigate. Okay. Okay. Stop that. Roll four okay. dice at it. Hope it works. <laughs> um, so with a four, um, you kind of dig around for a while. Um, nothing really catches your eyes. You kind of this just seems like a kind of like an old study uh, with a bunch of dusty books. Um, you do see that there's kind of almost like a I wouldn't call it, I would, yeah, I guess that you could call it a ledger of like the different, uh, and on the uh, desk of whoever used to inhabit this place. And you can actually, when you open it, you can see a few names that um, correspond possibly to some grave sites um, inside the tomb itself. But um, can I take the books? Yeah, you can take that book. I'm going to take the book. Also, do I see this candle? Yep, the candle is actually next to the book, uh, just eternally lit. It just seems like it's been lit this whole time. It, like, like you're not sure if somebody lit this recently, or if it's just been lit the entire time, or what. I'm gonna try blowing the candle out. Okay. You go ahead and blow, and when you do, the candle goes out, and then slowly the flame begins to come back and grow again. Blow it out again. <laughs> Same thing happens. It dissipates. And then it comes back up. Guys, there's something weird about this candle. It I never actually it never actually smokes out. Um I wanna use Arcana to investigate the room. Like basically because there was a wizard on the tapestry that let it in here, right? Yes. So like I wanna look around and like see if I can decipher like yeah. If um study or if it was just some sort of like astrologer or you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead and uh give me an arcana check. Can I uh help him? Sure. Um are you gonna roll yourself or you're gonna give him an advantage? I'll give him the advantage. Okay. Uh so with a twenty. Um, surely you have some difficulty as you're kind of going around, but then with more Huron's help, you, you kind of both lay your eyes on a few things. Um, the candle itself seems to, that you, based on like that kind of role, you kind of interpret as possibly that it has some sort of permanent evocation style enchantment on the item, um, that allows the candle to just continuously flicker. It doesn't like, other than that, you're not really a hundred percent sure, like what? Um, if there's anything else kind of going on there, um, but you're kind of drawn to that, um, tome that's open, um, that is sitting up on the pedestal that is actually, as you look closer, there's like kind of like this pot in the ground or on the floor that houses this kind of gnarled, um, brown, like branch of like kind of brambles and trees that kind of then turns into some sort of easel to kind of hold the tome open, um, in place where it is. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll go over that and, um, give me a second. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll take a few minutes to ritually cast Detect Magic in the room. Okay. You cast Detect Magic. Um, is there anything anyone else wants to do while, or are you guys all just going to wait for him to finish ritually casting? Yeah, no, I, I want to see what, okay. uh, what this I'm just... 
pedestal is. Yeah. Go into the book. Okay. Um, as you kind of sit there finishing your detect magic, uh, you get a very strong um, almost ancient it's hard to really interpret, but it feels naturally ancient magic kind of exuding from this tome. Uh, it doesn't really give you the school necessarily, but you can tell that this thing has some sort of powerful, ancient, um, natural form of magic. Um, in addition, you do notice that the um, candle is exuding evocation magic that you suspected, just a kind of small charm that's allowed it to continuously burn. Um, but other than that, uh, you do get another ping on a object that's kind of um, nestled between a couple books in the back corner um, of one of the bookcases. Seems relatively small. All right, I'll go check it out. Okay. Um, you find this kind of small ring um, that is exuding some sort of strange evocation magic out of it. <clears throat> Found this ring over here, everybody. I uh, I know it's magic. I just don't know what it is. So don't put it on. As I'm like this, uh, what? <laughs> um, I slowly put it in my pocket. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I will say that you know, of course, that little trick candle is a magic thing. But uh, that tome you're looking at. It's got some ancient magic on it, so I would just be a bit careful messing around with it. So if I like look at look at the book, can I read it? Um, you go to examine it. It um, roll me an intelligence check. Yeah. And what language do you speak? I speak. Uh, hold on a second, because all speak... of the languages. And I, I that's that's more. Uh, I speak a couple. Um, forget what it is. Features. I have eyes of the runekeeper. Okay, and that oh. allows you to so you speak one. any language, read any language. And I have my helmet. Mm-hmm. So, I swear, I swear the DM kills us. <laughs> no. Yeah, you also understand any word language that you see, but you must be touching the surface of the words where it is written. It takes about a minute to read a page. Okay. So yeah, like I go over there, um, but I, I can naturally read. I swear, what's this one here? Oh, giant, dwarvish, and common. Okay. You get, um, even with, you have your helm and everything else on, everything being equal, you're able, you are able to read this. As you're kind of interpreting it, I don't even need you to roll the intelligence check now. Um, you are able to kind of determine based on kind of the way that the language is written. It is written in a form of druidic, specifically. I can read druid. That... Yeah has a bit of an old dwarven twist to it. I can read so both you, of those. 
I was gonna say, I'm like, Timmy, I'm pretty sure. You have a, a dwarven druid? I was gonna say, uh. I think you wrote your, your specialty here. Um, I'll take I'll take a look at it. And, and you know, Shirley, by the way, that a lot of older languages um, kind of mix and cross races to an extent. Um, a lot of more of the ancient magic um, kind of languages are written in more ancient draconic and stuff like that. But a lot of the like kind of other um, different realms and kind of uh, I don't want to call it uh, divines isn't the best way, but basically the different kind of schools of magic are usually associated with specific races at least back in older times um so you know that like or you would know that you may not have necessarily know the association but you kind of gather now based on this that um back in older times it was like <clears throat> there was a lot of druidic um circles that also were dwarven as well um i mean it makes so sense they're all about you know like Traditionally, you think of druids as being like forest or whatever, but there's lots of mountains too. There's lots of, you know, exactly. lots of other types of landscape, you know, that need tending and maintaining. So, exactly. Um, so, Timic, uh, you go over to read the book. Um, you are able to kind of piece in kind of the different pieces of the broken, of the not broken language, but the kind of mixes of the different languages. You actually. Um, as you're reading it, you feel kind of almost like a rush of energy kind of um, flow through you. And it, it it's intriguing and it kind of, it begins to kind of suck you in. And the more you read, the more you kind of, it's almost enlightening um, to your consciousness to an extent. Um, what you have here actually is a Tome of Understanding, um, which I will drag into your inventory. Uh, to, I'll drag it into Timmix inventory for now, depending on who wants it. Um, but basically, um, what this um, tome is, is it is a um, it is a tome that would allow you to. Once I pull it up here, give me one second, folks. Uh, nope, nope, you're not there. Not there. Come on. Nope. Nope. No. Nah, nah. In one of these folders. <laughs> You said it was what a tome of tome of understanding. understanding. I don't know if it put it. It didn't put it in there. Hold on. Try to drag and drop it. There we go. Now it's in there. Um, so, whoever reads this book, um, it contains the intuition and insight, um, different intuition and insight kind of exercises, and also knowledge. Um, and its words are kind of charged with this natural druidic magic and. If one spends 48 hours over this period of six days or fewer studying the contents of the book and practicing its guidelines, their wisdom score will actually increase by two. Um, yep. And it also increases your maximum for that score. So you could actually have a maximum wisdom score of 22. Um, after you read this book, um, the book would then lose its magic and it would regain it after a century. Nice. Yeah. Is that uh, beneficial to you, my friend? Me, yes. Excellent. You got some keen eyes finding that. Well, uh, I mean, I'm sure it'll take a bit of reading, but 
anything that will help you helps us as a group. So I'm glad you're going to be able to use it. What about that ring you shoved in your pocket? Well, I, I was warned not to put it on, but I'm all about a challenge. I take it off <laughs> my finger and nothing happens. Oh, wait. no, Maury. Nothing happens because I have to wait an hour, but... <laughs> Um, so immediately chopped your finger off. I know, right now. Um, <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, yeah, no, you will have to take, um, actually, hold on one second. I don't know if it actually lists it properly. Uh oh, <laughs> you don't have to, you explode. Sweet, <laughs> new character sheet. Yeah, new character sheet. I already got it so. Um, All right, so this um, particular item does not require attunement. Oh boy, okay, so. Um, It actually, um, as you kind of place it on your finger, it doesn't really do anything. Oh, it's a ring of penis shrinking. Um... (laughs) You notice that um, on the ring, there is a one kind of like opalescent orange like bead that kind of is inset in the ring itself. I don't think this does anything. Looks good. Can to I clarify, you? to clarify, you do know that this is exuding some form of evocation magic. Maury, can I can I see your hand real quick and take a look? I'm just gonna like examine it. I don't have it identified, but I'm going to examine it. Okay. Uh go ahead and roll an arcana check. Okay. Why not? We'll see if it works. I'll say I'll help <laughs> so you get advantage. Okay. Well unfortunately the first roll was a three and a nine. Um <laughs> You're unsure that whatever this is, it's an old enough piece of magic that it eludes you and you're not really 100% sure what this item does. Um, there's some inscriptions on it, but it's in a language that you don't under, even you don't understand. It's in some, it's some sort of very um, archaic, um, like dead, like unknown language. So if you start feeling weird, immediately tell us. Sure. I mean, I I don't feel anything at all. I think this is a good time to... I mean, you all know how ancient this place is. Um, Like, I, I assume that it's fairly common knowledge. Like, how old this place is? Yeah. Okay. Alright, um, so there's probably a fair bit of stuff like this, uh, where, <laughs> unfortunately, I should have paid a little more attention in Arcana class, <laughs> uh, but, so we'll have to just be wary. Just falling asleep in class, surely. <laughs> Listen. <clears throat> I had other things I was working on, and then he's just kind of gonna. 
flex a little bit. <laughs> we know you were probably looking at the girl in front of you. I mean that too. <laughs> Men. All right, are we done with this room, guys, so we can go try to get this mechanism closed this gate and kill these Dorgar and get them the fuck out of my property? Yeah, like, why did they... In character, why did they not have guards in here? Like, I mean, yeah, sure, have them outside, but, like, that's just stupid not to have them inside, too. Maybe they didn't think that four people was gonna, like, jump, in, you know, inside uh, here. True. Sure, that was their thought process. Uh, nobody's gonna be stupid enough to come in here. Yeah, they don't know us, though. <laughs> I was gonna say. <clears throat> that I high five. I high five Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> Common sense isn't a flower that grows in everybody's garden, so. <laughs> nope. I want to quick cast plant growth so bad right now. <laughs> All right, guys. <clears throat> All right. Let us win. All right. Uh, so you um, are back in the hallway. Um, a little bit further ahead is that kind of um, what looks to be almost like a um, another like little inlet with another doorway, and then the hallway continues to kind of travel further down. I'm going to summon my sword just so that way, just in case. Okay. Is there no other doors off this hallway? Um, not that you can see, and like I said, it appears to just go on for a very long way. And there's tapestries adorning all these walls? Um, so there's a kind of like designed card facade that kind of goes along the entire length of this, um, in addition to those kind of brassiers that you kind of dot along. It's about probably a 10 foot wide kind of passageway, so you guys are able to kind of walk through here pretty easily. Um, but... Um, yeah, there, there is kind of like these designs, but there's that little break where there's another door on the left and then it continues to travel further. There's, yeah, I was going to say, we should probably check all these doors. I mean, we don't want to miss our turn, basically. All right, I'll, uh, I'll go down. You said there's doors on both sides? Um, you found one door um, that you... Um, that wasn't that no one had known about before, but there is a door to the left, and it looks like um, that there it appears to be a structured break. It doesn't appear that like anything's been disturbed as far as like ripping a tapestry off the wall or anything like that. Let's check it out. So as you all approach the door, you see a very similar looking um, style door, um, wooden with these two kind of like um, metal struts um, along the top and bottom edge of the door to kind of reinforce it, along with another, do another door handle with a lock. Is it locked? Um, you go to test the door. Um, yeah. It is, it is locked. I'll bet you. How far away is that other room? Um, probably about ten feet back. Okay. Did we did we toss that pretty thoroughly or? Yes. <laughs> did we did we look for keys while we were in there? That's what I was thinking. Like, I'll bet you there's a key. I'm gonna go and like just real quick, like under the edge of the desk, like feel around and like 
maybe pull a couple of books off the shelf. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll one more investigation check for me. Come on, me. Good one. Uh, with a 14, um, as specifically, because you mentioned the desk specifically, as you kind of pull through some of the drawers, you actually do find um, what appear to be some diagrams of, um, and they appear to almost be kind of like rough sketches and blueprints of um, the area that you're in. You actually see, um, you can actually see this long hallway that actually diverts off to the right that actually has like kind of an X on it to kind of delineate, the, and there's a little key next to it that says, um, hidden and then you kind of go in further and you can see that there's another one that's an offshoot to the left um, that has a door with no X that says um, um, burial site and then as you go further there's another um, large area and you can actually see there's another um, doorway to the left and another doorway to what would be the northeast of the chamber um, you can see there's a couple of different statues on this diagram, and you also do see, in addition to another doorway to the left um, that you that I mentioned, you see that the doorway to the northeast is also marked with an X um, keyed um, for that same X that says hidden. Okay. Anything labeled mechanism on that map? Um, you only have the map of this general area. Um, you don't find... Um, so the, with the with the fourteen, you kind of basically get what amounts to this level of yeah. um, the tomb. Yeah. Um, so I'll take that obviously head back to the group, and then um, is there like a marking on the door? Like, is there like a name or a name plate above the door or something like that? Um, if you. Not above the door, but if you look um, to on the map, it does say um, it, it does say uh, Undertaker's study. <laughs> Is the best way I can put it, or a grave? Sorry, Gravekeeper's study. On on the one where I found the map, or on the found map you have. Okay, all right. Well, then I want to go back to the door that said that we were at that says burial chamber and see if there's one there like that says like who or what is buried here. <laughs> uh, you look around, nothing delineates like who or what is buried here on the exterior of this door. Can we kick it in now? Well, here's the thing with kicking in doors in ancient tombs. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> Don't necessarily know what's going to happen because, like, that ring, we don't know what that does. Nothing. Mori looks fine. So it seems. I vomit everywhere. No. <laughs> I just, I, I, this is a sacred site. This is not a we need to be surgical here because there are far older things than Durgar here. Doesn't say oh. Durgar took very good care of it or respected it very much. No, I'm sure they haven't. Um, 
does anyone have like lock picks or anything that we could I mean I could turn into gas again but I can't do it another time right right maybe save your spells uh, Timic who we might need who's, them who's closest to the door I feel like I'd be closest if give me a perception check With an eight. Um, okay. <laughs> do, you, do you see anything, uh, Shirley? I don't. How, how big is the opening under the door? Um, about the same size. So we have about a um, 10 foot high opening with a five foot wide um, doorway here. Would the bottom of the door be. Uh... Have a gap big enough for a beetle to walk under? Yeah. Or an ant? Yeah, absolutely would. All right, I'll do that. Okay. Hey, bye, guys. Um, <laughs> Turn into an ant. So you all see Tim Mick just kind of like, oh, all right, bye, guys. And you see him just, whoosh, you see almost like kind of a swirl of energy as he shrinks down um, to the size of an ant. Um, as you look closely, you can almost see like what appears to be like a tiny little flea also just kind of jumping around next to him. Uh. Um, oh. And then, um, are you walking underneath the door? Yeah, and then I want to look around as best I can as an ant. Okay. All right. Uh, so you walk underneath the door. Um, as you enter, you the room is actually illuminated. You do see a number of different graves around here. Um, however, what you also see is a number of Duragar that are currently digging up a number of the graves in here, as well as one of those. Um, kind of small, tiny little tent, like uh, um, eye stock little gazers also as well, as they are really, really currently right now defiling these graves and kind of trying to dig up and see what they can find. Can I get a count on them? Yes, you can. You see? Um, there are two kind of, uh, like kind of the standard fare kind of um, mundane Duragar, as well as one of the um, kind of more heavily armored uh, stone guards that you've fought before. And how big is this room? Um, this room is about 45 by 50 feet. 45. It's a so fairly it's a pretty, large area, yeah. Pretty big room. Yeah, it's a pretty big room. Are they all like stacked up on each other? Um, they're pretty much, yeah, they're all kind of in the central part of the room. As you kind of look out in front of you, you see there are these four columns kind of holding up um, the ceiling of this chamber, and you see a number of these kind of um, graves that are kind of all in a row next to each other, um, spaced out enough that they're not, like, buried on top of each other, but they're kind of facing each other. Um, and a couple of the headstones that are in here have been kind of demolished and broken up, and they, the Durgar are currently kind of like dig, digging through with some shovels. Um, they are still currently armed, like they do have their weaponry on them and stuff like that, but right now they're digging. Would you say that they're all within like 10 feet of each other in like a straight line? Uh, yes. They absolutely are. Okay, um... I'm going to pop out of my ant form and cast Tidal Wave right on them all. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll your damage for your Tidal Wave. 
And then I believe I need dex saves from all of them. Yes. Uh, I mean, not like it matters at this point, but if I hear like a big fagoosh kaboosh, I run up yep. and open the door. So yep. uh, we'll, we'll get to that here in a second. <laughs> Just so you know. Um, where they're not expecting this, I'm going to have them roll a disadvantage. I will I give you a spell, but it didn't roll a damage, so. That's okay. Just manually go ahead and throw it in there. Alright, and one more. Alright, we got a 9, a 5, a 7, and a 1. So all of them fail, taking 21 damage. Um, that actually is enough. As you kind of uh, blow this tidal wave in front of you, um, it is enough to kind of suffocate uh, the kind of mundane Duragars and the Gazer in front of you. Um, however, the Stone Guard is um, still very much up and um, ready to do battle. So I am going to have um, everyone roll initiative, uh, which will be fun because no one's on the map that I'm on. Um, so we'll figure that is out. Is it just that one stone guard left? It is actually that one stone guard yet left. So okay. let me actually just, uh, I, can, I think I can make just an active encounter. Um, and throw you all on it, I believe. I might have to throw you all on the map that I have, but we don't have to go over to that map for this case. Um, I don't believe. Um, so if you guys go over to the um, fist icon, I believe you should be able to roll your initiative. Maury, Red, did you guys hear that? Yeah. We're coming, Timic. All right. So, um, winning the tiebreaker actually is Timic on this one. So, Timic, what would you like to do? How far away is he from me? Um, he currently, I would say, is. You basically just entered and like threw this tidal wave down. So, I would say he's probably about twenty feet in front of you. Okay, I'm going to walk right up to him. Okay. And cast Thunder Wave. <laughs> okay, you cast Thunder Wave. Uh, it's a constitution save. Constitution save. This is going to be a normal save because he knows you're there. Uh, that's an eight. I believe it fails. Am I not doing this right? It's not really It might damn. be... It's because I don't have a template out for you to look at. All right, so I, ca I upcasted it to level two, or, yeah, level two. Okay. And that will be 2d8, so 3d8. Eleven points of damage. Um, you are able to... Um, you kind of make this loud cacophony of thunderous energy, just... Poof, and actually, and then, probably change... Let's change the music just a little bit. He's pushed 10 <laughs> feet, too. And then he's pushed 10 feet back. All right. Um, ending your turn, uh, that's going to bring us to... My weapon. Sorry, go You're going to clash Shillelagh on your weapon? Yeah. Okay. Um, Shillelagh is a bonus action? Yeah. Okay, cool. Just making sure. Um, he's going to come back up to you. He's uh, 
He's looking pretty hurt, um, but he's going to try to do something. So uh, he is going to... Uh, yeah, he's going to just use his king's knife and just try to stab at you. The only thing he can do. Um, that is going to be a 15 to hit. That misses. Uh, yeah, I don't think that hits you. So he comes in with his uh, kind of large, almost like um, Cloud from Final Fantasy style, like long blade. I mean, it looks like that to his size, but to you, I mean, well, and to you too, actually, because you're a dwarf too. Um, and he comes to kind of slash it out at you, but he's just kind of too slow for you, and he or and you're able to kind of just like step out of the way. Um, that's going to bring us over to Shirley. Uh, Shirley, you kind of hear the sounds and cacophony of this like. Whoosh, all happening in the span of kind of like a small time frame. Uh, you are currently just outside the door. What would you like to do? I know what Timmy's Thunderwave sounds like. <laughs> I'm going to take this door down. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll a strength athletics check. Um, 24. Yeah, you were able to kind of to just bash this thing down. Um, and just blow it over. Um, but, uh, and you see there, Timic, um, currently engaged with this, uh, one Duragar that's left in here. And you see, um, two bodies of two other just mundane Duragar and, a and a gazer on the ground as well, as well as, um, different digging implements and, like, pickaxes and stuff like that. All right. And then, <clears throat> I'm gonna inspire Timic by telling him what a good job he did. Okay. So, that's my bonus action. And uh, I guess I'll move up beside him so other people can get into the room. Okay. Uh, so you uh, are able to kind of move to the side. All right. Um, next up in the initiative order is Juliet. Juliet, what would you like to do? There is currently just one du lone Duragar in the room here fighting engaged with Timic. You're muted. Realized that just now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to walk into the room, uh, look at Shirley and be like, he is not a dog yet and then i'm going to try attacking this door with my blade okay go ahead and attack with your blade uh am i able to get to the other side where i'm able to flank with him or no uh yes you are okay cool that's uh one. so with the 24 um you deal nine points of damage uh, how do you want to do this uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to chop his head off. I'm going to see all, you know, like he's barely like hanging on and I'm just going to be like, sorry, buddy. And then just go yep. right for the head. And, and like so you are able to, with the kind of, um, pink fire in your eyes, you're able to kind of double hand this, uh, weapon of yours and you're able to take the kind of handle that's got this kind of like long jagged kind of, um, detailing to it. And as you go and you chop the head right clean off, you see some of the blood splatter a little bit out, but then the rest that is on the blade that you would normally flick off, and you see this too, Timic, just kind of absorbs into the blade, and you hear kind of a nice ex um, um, exhalation in your head, Julieta. 
But he's a hungry boy. Yes, he is a hungry boy. Um, but that actually will end this encounter. Did we get any money for the gazer before? I can't remember if like bringing in parts got us anything. Um, you all. Um, I know we tried to turn one into bagpipes, but yeah, you tried to turn a spectator into bagpipes. So you didn't um, get any money for bringing gazers or anything like that. But you did. Um, if you all have been keeping track, you've been trying to collect Duragar heads so that way Shirley can pay himself with his dad's money. Um, it's kind of complicated. <laughs> you guys take him and turn him in. I just happen to be in the same group as you. No, I'll cut off all their heads then. There's just going to be a bag of holy boy heads. Hopefully you guys have been keeping track. <laughs> oh my god, there's like probably hundreds of them. No, we've got like 26. <laughs> just 26. Oh now did um, we need blue, we did need these Durgar find anything of value while they were going through these tombs? Um, it only appears that they just currently started digging. They didn't really get very far. Um... There is one that looks like that they were able to kind of, they got to what appears to be possibly some sort of uh, sarcophagus underneath uh, or like a, a coffin of what some sort, um, but they hadn't gotten the chance to open it yet. You want to see what they were going after? Uh, we can take a look, but I'm just going to be honest. I don't think we should take anything from the grave sites. We could get cursed. I've heard plenty of stories about We're that. We're already cursed. We have you with us. Timic! <laughs> I'd be careful talking like that with an open grave here. <laughs> so I will go over and uh, crack open the sarcophagus. Okay. Um, easy enough. It has been buried here long enough. Um, you crack it open, and on the inside, you do see the remnants of a long decayed, um, barely even there, honestly, because it's been here for so long. Most of it has turned to kind of like dust. Um, and it's, um, there's not a whole lot in here. You see what appears to be some like random scraps of leather. You do f see a couple bits of maybe some valuable jewelry. Um, and where there hasn't been a whole lot of dis, uh, time difference from when you uh, were searching in the other room into here, you don't get any pings with your detect magic in this area. It just appears that it's some, just some nicely carved jewelry or nicely made jewelry. So uh, none of this seems like magic. Like, uh, just some jewelry. Do you think we're safe taking that or should we just leave it be? Leave it be. Let the, let the people keep their jewelry after death. Lori, I appreciate when I when I tell you something, you listen. Sometimes. Well, most of the time. I, uh, sometimes I don't think very well for myself, so I appreciate others to do it for me. Just pat him on the shoulder. All right, guys. Is there anything up, uh, else in here that we need to check out before we move to the next spot? I think we're good. Okay. Now, is there a, a back entrance to this room? Because how do these dirt <laughs> get in here if the door is locked? Do they just come in here and lock it? Uh, you... Uh, give me a perception check. Sure, why not? 
Founder is pretty slow tonight. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Uh, 23. Um, you kind of search around in the chamber. You don't really, your eye doesn't really catch anything within the chamber or in a separate entrance or a separate exit. Um, you kind of turn back and you do see a very similar, almost uh, deadbolt almost style lock on the backside of the door. So you gather that maybe they just locked themselves in here, but other than that, um, it's really hard to tell why they would have locked themselves in here. So who kicked the door down? Was that you, Shirley? Yep. I didn't need you guys' help. I had it. I mean, I heard the thunder wave, and usually... Did water come under the door, too? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a little bit. Um. <clears throat> On to the next. Yeah, uh, so I'll pull out the map, and... Mm -hmm. Before we go, though, I am going to use the, yeah, I'm going to use the alchemy jug to produce one quart of oil. Okay. So, just so we have it, just in case. Yeah, you were able to do that. Um, so, yeah, on to the next door, because... So, like, I want to listen as we're walking, too, like, just kind of, because if there's a mechanism, it probably makes some kind of, like, ticking or knocking or, you know, some sort of noise. Yeah, I'd so. like to listen to that, too. You want me to try to contact my patron again and see if he can, like, help guide us? Um, I mean, if we don't have to. I mean, if we get stuck, then maybe, but for now, let's keep all our blood inside of us. <laughs> yeah, let's just try to investigate it ourselves. He's already helped us by getting us in here, basically, so. I want to say, don't want to ask too often that he thinks yeah. we need him. Right. Uh, How does he know he needs me more than I need him? Yeah. That he does seem another Juliet. What, Timic? He could probably find another Juliet to curse another group. <sighs> Timic. One day. <sighs> Just one day. Well, once once we uh figure this whole thing out and we're not cursed by you anymore, then that day will come. <laughs> and we can all just get along. Um, anyway, I'm gonna continue just staring at him. Okay, so what's, what's the uh, what's the marching order here as you're walking down the hallway? Well, I have the map, so I'll go first. Okay, kind of like following it. You said there was another hidden room on here as well. Uh, there is, but it's much further down in what appears to be kind of a larger, kind of like a bigger room area. Um, that has uh, depictions of a few shrines on it as well. Okay. Yeah. So we'll make our way down that way. I'll be behind Mori. Okay. And then uh, Timic taking up the rear? Sure. 
That's the only spot left. I'll take it. All right. Um, uh, Shirley, go ahead and roll a perception check. I'm so good at this. A 20 and a 1. Okay. So uh, with a natural 20, um, um, and because we're actually getting a lot of plus ones, we're just going to auto toggle these. So that's a 22. Um, so uh, with that, you are able to, um, you listen closely as you're walking, and you can hear the footsteps of something coming uh, closer to you. It's not moving very fast. Um, but if you it feels or it sounds like it's fairly heavy footed. I'm gonna ready an Eldritch Blast. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll kind of like motion for everybody to like hold up and kind of like hunker down for a second. Uh, I will take the dodge action. Okay, you take the dodge action. Um, are you guys all trying to hide in place, basically? I think wait to see what's coming. Or I, like say, yeah, I don't think we're particularly hiding, just kind of like waiting to see what comes up the hallway. Okay. Um, who has the furthest dark vision? I believe the drow does. I do. Um, as you um, kind of look further ahead, I believe your, your dark vision goes out to 120 feet, doesn't it? Yeah, so once uh, this object starts to get closer, um, about 100 feet away, you see what appears to be a Durgar um, kind of walking down the hallway, kind of like inspecting suspiciously. Um, you gather he probably started walking down this hallway when he heard a very large boom from uh, wherever he was currently stationed. Nah. The second I see him, I'm casting Eldritch Blast. Do it. All right, Eldritch Blast, go ahead. Okay, I gotta go to the spellbook for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, there we go. A 17 will hit for nine points of damage, so you do make contact um, with this Durgar. However, he is yeah, still he is still alive. You get a second shot with that too. Oh, I oh, do. Yeah. 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 Oh. Six level. I had no clue. <gasps> oh, oh, you need for another three damage. Um, he's looking pretty hurt. Um, but you kind of like fire the two elders, and he's like, he's like, hmm? and he kind of like goes to turn around and run back. Flip him the finger. Fuck you. <laughs> Can I see him? Uh, that was about from about a hundred feet away. How far does your dark vision go? And how far does your dim vision go? I should say. Um, see within dim light, uh, sixty feet. Sixty feet. Uh, so he's just beyond your vision, unfortunately. Um, you would get probably a glance of him as the elders blast kind of fly out there. So if during that particular time period, I would let you get um one action off. I'll try to cast Chill Touch on him. Okay, go ahead and cast Chill Touch. Chill Touch. Uh, with a... Whenever it loads. Come on. Uh, with a 17, you do hit for... Holy crap, you rolled max damage. <laughs> nice. Uh, with uh, 16 points of damage, you um, 
he freezes and falls. It has disadvantage on his attack rolls against. Well, it doesn't matter because he's dead. <laughs> he's got he does. super disadvantage. He's got super now. disadvantage. He ain't doing anything. I kind of like almost try to high five Tim. Then I remember that I don't like him at the moment. I'm like, like <laughs> my hand's still freezing from that chill touch, and I just hit her with it, and she's like, Fish! Dwarf! I go take its head. <laughs> How much per head are we getting? 25 gold per head? That's what the bounty was, so we'll see. I mean, like, the thing is, so I said 25. Maybe we'll get like 10 or 15, you know, but because it's one of those things, it technically has to go through my father. Oh, to the final amount. Sure, he'd be willing to pay these Dergo are ravaging your lands. I mean, that's why I said 25. The, right. the better the price, the more likely people are to go hunt them, especially people like the guild. So. Onward. Yeah. Uh... I just want to go back hunting frogs. I know. Trexes. There's a lot of money in that. Well, we still got a bounty on frogs. We can quit this and head north. Uh, we got yeah, we can let this Jurgar just take over. <laughs> save the world. All right. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I think we might want to pick up the pace now that we're, we made a little bit of noise. Just kind of get up to this next area. Let's do it. Boom. Let's go. Okay, uh, so same marching order? Yep. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Shirley, and um, as you... Actually, you don't even need a roll perception check right now. Um, as you continue to kind of walk your way up, um, you're able to... Um, eventually you see this kind of it has narrowed into a five um uh a like a five foot wide chamber as you've gone further in and as you kind of continue to come up it does begin to open up once again into this very large grand um kind of chamber with a with three kind of large statues in the front with a shrine in front um i'm gonna have you give me a perception check shirley because you're kind of the first one coming up on this all right. Um, now, are there still these, like, lit braziers all over the place? Yes. So you okay. are able to see. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I was going to say, because I have a torch, and if I need it, I'll get it out. But No, you can uh, you can see from where you are. That's fine. All right. Um, so with a 18, um, you see kind of milling about in this area um, amongst some different supplies and stuff like that. There appear to be... Um, a couple Duragar in addition to a couple of um, Duragar that you've um, fought before. Um, that they came um, back. that you, similar to the ones you fought, similar to the ones you fought before, but they appear to have these kind of large crossbows um, at their disposal. Okay. And you can see them from where you are, but they currently haven't seen them. However, if you spend too much time 
out here, you you will be seen. <laughs> I'm just gonna like look back to the party and spear. Spear? Yep. Okay. Open You're gonna try and spear the the spear the closest one. Yep. Okay. So <laughs> if that is the case, um, yeah, we're gonna roll initiative. Um, so let me give me one second as we kind of get this all set up. I'm gonna say right. I'm gonna say you're right there. So we're gonna bring everyone over. We're gonna activate this scene. And it says everybody made it already. That's impressive. If that's actually the case. Yeah. Oh. Nice. That's actually, huh? That's awesome. Um, sweet. And let's change scene on Foundry. Awesome. And one more thing. Let's change the music. Yeah, man. All right. We're going to add everyone to the initiative tracker real quick. And everyone roll initiative, please. Yes, sir. All right. Um, surely, uh, you will get your action right now as part of this encounter at the very beginning, um, but then we will start at the top of the initiative order. All right. <clears throat> so. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. If he's that close, then I'm just gonna run up to him. I'm not gonna throw it. Yeah, sure, that's fine. I um, I only, yeah, it, the the way this map is set up, that yeah, you'd be able to run up to him. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just gonna run up to him uh, and give him a good old stab. stab All right. Go ahead. And, go ahead and roll your attack. Yeah, that would probably help, right? <laughs> Natural 20. All right. So you were able to kind of stab in there and it looks like we're doing 11 points of damage. Um, so you kind of like catch this Durgar off guard. You kind of just run in there almost like kind of anime style. And you just come in with two hands and just throw it right into his side. And you're able to do that 11 points of damage. Um, he's looking really hurt already. Yeah. Uh, anything else on your turn? Uh... You know, I think it would like to rage. You think it would like to rage? I think it would. Awesome. Um, so you are raging. I have no idea what the symbol I'm supposed to use is for that. <laughs> so we're just going to use this one, even though I think that's blinded. But hey, who cares? Um, <laughs> uh, you are currently raging. Um, you'll have to add uh, your damage. You're going to have to let me know what the damage is after you add it on there. I don't know if it actually officially... Um, enables it for you unless you try clicking on the feature in your character sheet and see if it works. It looks like it actually did something, so we'll see how if it works. Okay. Um, awesome. Um, ending your first, but yeah, that's okay. Uh, ending your turn. Uh, it's gonna be this Durgar's turn, so he's gonna come up and uh, kind of come behind you here, and he's gonna try to attack you with his war pick. Do it, nerd. Um, he's got advantage on the strike. 
Um, that is going to be a 23 to hit. That'll hit. Okay. Um, and that is going to be four. Nine points of damage, half because you're raging, two, four. So I'll do that for you. I just did it for you, but I'll let you do it from now on. Um, okay. And then that will end his turn. Um, bringing us up to um, the guy you're engaged with. Okay, so he is going to, um, feeling it really heavy right now, he's going to um, take out his war pick and attempt to attack you with it. Please do. Oh, I attack normal. I need to attack at advantage. So I got to roll one more time. Um, that is going to be a 21 to hit. Also hits. Okay. Um, damage roll coming in. Uh, that is going to be six points of damage, half because you're raging to three. So you can go ahead and put that in on a sheet. Uh, next up is Durgar in the corner. Um, he is going to... He's going to do his best. He's actually just going to come right up in the same area. He's only going to be attacking at normal uh, with his war pick. Uh, that is going to be a 13 to hit, which I do not believe hits your armor class. Ooh. And then, last but not least, this other Duragar. Somehow they all rolled higher than you guys. Um, he is going to kind of come over into this position, and he's going to take a shot at you with his crossbow. Uh, that is going to be a 15 to hit. That does not hit. That does not hit either. So you guys all just kind of watch Shirley kind of run in here and just like, and just smash his spear into one of the Durgar. And then they all kind of react, and they all kind of swarm him, and they all start swinging at him, but he's just kind of like eating all the hits, and he's just like, he, you see him kind of like battle raging in the middle of the field, just like, Ugh! Um, I feel like the two, like, one hits me in the one side, the other one hits me in the other side, and the one in front of me, like, goes to swing, and like, Shirley just leaves his spear stuck in the other guy and just, like, grabs the war pick as it comes towards him, just, like, staring at him, like, <laughs> not good enough. No, not good enough indeed. Um, that's going to bring us to Juliet. Juliet, you can't pass through your ally's space, so don't worry about that in this scenario. Cool. So I have a question. This is the first time we've ever seen uh, Shirley rage. Yes, it is. Okay. So I'm going to, and my next thing is, are these uh, little things over here? Are they columns or something? Yes, they are columns. Um, it's the, uh, you have like basically kind of an overhead view here. So these um, gray um, kind of areas here are columns. In the middle of the floor here is kind of a very similar kind of um, depiction of the same kind of sun with these five planetary bodies that kind of surround it that you saw in the uh, Gravekeeper's study. Um, also depicted here on the ground. Okay. Um, as my bonus action, what I'm going to do is I'm going to cast Hexblade Curse on the one that uh, uh, Red is engaged with. And if there's a way that I can get to the other side where I could flank with him, that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, you can probably, uh, let's see, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. We already moved 5, 15. Um, there's no way you can get anywhere to flank because you have these columns that are in the way. Um, and you wouldn't be able to get all the way up here. Okay. Well, then I'm just going to try to go for it. Straight hit uh, right there. Okay. And hope for the best. Yep, absolutely. Go ahead and roll for your attack. 
All right, and mm. two, and uh, I haven't used my plus one yet, even though I was supposed to, because <laughs> it's hard to remember all this stuff. Um, but I'll just toggle it off. Um, with your plus one, that's going to be a 10 to hit, which unfortunately does not hit. Okay, I'm going to have, uh, have another hit. Yep. Um, that is going to be a 13 to hit, which I do not believe hits. No, nope, it does not hit. Um, you kind of come in here and you're kind of like thrown off a little bit. You kind of run up and you kind of like have that like remembrance of like the kind of like strange like kind of voice in your head after it like kind of sighed and it just just thrown you off. You fail kind of off, but uh, um, you're still kind of like in a good position to still defend yourself though. Okay. Uh, anything else in your turn? And you said you put Hexblade's Curse on? Yep. Okay, I think we've been doing it a little bit wrong. Hexblade's Curse, you only are allowed to use it once uh, per um, long rest, I believe. Um, so it's not like the Hex spell, just so you're aware of that. It's a little bit yeah. different. Yeah, no, no, I know. Okay, all right. Um, that's going to bring us to Shirley. Shirley, you are currently raging, surrounded, um, but one of your eyes has come in um, to help you. What do you, would you like to do? I would like to get on the right screen here for starters. <laughs> um, let's see. This guy's pretty jacked up. Uh, these two. So, um, does this guy. Is he like. Does he look any different than the other ones? Or. No, so the ones that look uh, a little bit more battle-ready and hardened are the ones that are in red. The other ones are just kind of your standard Duragar fare that are just built out with uh, their normal kind of uh, pike and spear attacks. Okay, all right. That you've seen before. Or not um, spear, javelin attacks. So... I want to I guess I'll just finish this this guy off. Okay. Go ahead and roll for your attack. <clears throat> A 27 will definitely hit for maximum damage with that 11. Um, you just kind of take that spear and you're able to, and you kind of hit him in a very similar spot. Like, um, he kind of like almost goes down to one knee. He's still considered uh, standing, but he's looking really, really hurt. Like he's about to, uh, he's on the brink of death. So I think the rage adds plus two damage. Plus two damage. Okay. Um, still kind of on the brink of death though. All right. <laughs> I think it already added it because it says 1d6 plus 5. Oh, wait, you have a 20 strength, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> but, um, and then for your second attack? Uh, I don't have a second attack. Oh, you don't? Oh, okay, do. my bad. Uh, I right. can technically, like, I was going to say, use a dagger or offhand strike, but I got my shield up, so. That ain't your style. Yeah. Uh, brings us to Mori. Mori, what would you like to do? I will need deck saves from these two goobers here. From these two goobers in the straight line in front of you? Yeah. yeah Alrighty. I think I know what's about to happen. Let me hear your yeet. 
Um, deck save. That popped up. Uh, that's okay. Uh, I got an 18 and a 15. Uh, both save, so they will okay. pass damage on this. Okay. Ooh. So half 14 is 7. And uh, so that'll be their 7 acid damage on the two of them. Um, and that'll be it for me for now. Okay. All right. Uh, ending your turn. That's going to bring us all the way down to Timic. Timic, what are you doing? Wow, the whole room there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go there while I'm running up Castellele on my staff. Mm hmm. <sighs> and whack. Uh, yeah, I'll hit that guy. <laughs> Alright, go ahead and roll for your attack. What is it? My uh, I use my wisdom modifier instead of... Correct, yep. Twelve plus... I believe it's... It is plus three, so uh, 15 to hit. Um... I believe. Let me just double check. Yeah, you do have your plus one, so that's going to be cashed in now, and that does hit. Well, with a sixteen total, go ahead and roll damage. I think it's just one d eight, right? Uh, I believe so. Plus your spell casting modifier, I believe. Yeah. Oh, you didn't. You didn't add your proficiency bonus, by the way. You only put in plus three, so it's plus three plus three. So it'd be. Uh, that would technically be nineteen to hit after everything, all the other crazy banana stuff. But, uh, um, so five points of damage. Yep. All right. Anything, anything else on your turn? Um, no, that's it. Okay. Uh, that's going to bring us uh, back up to the Durgar that's right in front of you. Um, he, um, being scared of this kind of, and kind of diving out of the way of this acid breath coming from this dragonborn, he's just like, woof! Jeez. Um, he is going to redirect his focus to you, Mori, um, and go ahead and attack you with his war pick. Uh, con save. Con save first. is going to be a four. Your symbiotic entity is doing four damage. Ouch. Nice. So you guys kind of see, and you guys hear more than anything else. Dale kind of like within uh, Timmy's beard just kind of squawks like, Wah! and you almost <laughs> kind of see these like weird shards of like, almost like brambles and twigs just kind of like out of Timmy's beard. And um, dig themselves into this Duragar. Um, <laughs> after which, he attempts to attack with his war pick. At Mori. Uh, for a 9 to hit, which definitely does not hit, and that is pathetic. Bring, and he kind of like goes to swing. He's like, oof! And he just kind of like swings as hard as he can, but he makes no contact with anybody. Um, next up is going to be this guy. Um, he is going to try to attack you, Shirley. Okay. Uh, he's going to pick and it's going to be at advantage because of the flanking if the thing will actually do what i want it to do that that damage is supposed to be one d6 but i'll leave it at a d4 for now six level is supposed to go up to a d6 okay yeah that's Mine's fine you I mean you rolled max so that's fine if you rolled like a one or something like that i'd probably let you re-roll it but 
Um, so uh, an advantage roll of a nine to hit, which is brutal. Um, that's his only attack. Um, brings us to the other guy. He's also going to try and attack you, Shirley. Um, we'll see how successful he is. Oh, not you. Oh, it's a different damage formula, so let's just make sure we're doing the right one. And we're going to get a 16 to hit, which I do not believe hits your armor class. Oh. All right. So that is going to bring us to the last guy in the corner. He is going to try to fire at you because you seem to be the guy to shoot at um, uh, with his heavy crossbow. Normal strike. That's going to give us a 20 to hit. Something finally makes contact. Um, normal hit for five points of damage, reduced to two because you're raging. All right. All righty. Um, so you guys, again, kind of just see Shirley just like basically like raging out, just like kind of like they're trying to hit him and they're just kind of like, pfft, like just like hitting his chest and just kind of bouncing off. And they're like, um, ending all of their turns, bring us to Juliet. What would you like to do? I'd like to try to figure out a way that I can flank. Uh, figure out a way you can flank. Uh, okay, so you would, um, you could get up here. Um, you would take an attack of opportunity getting there because you're gonna have to like walk around this column. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> all right, so attack of opportunity coming in. I the war hurt. War pick. Attack, normal. Coming at you. That's gonna be a 19 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Um, for normal damage, it's gonna be a oof, max damage roll. Uh, 10 points of damage. Sure. Which I'll do to you. So there you're at 34. All right, and then you have advantage on the next strike. Okay. Um, bonus action. I'm going to bring my hex blade curse to the guy that I am engaged with because uh, I can do that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I can't. Can no, I can't. Blaze curse. Yes, you can. As a bonus action, you can use your you can bo uh, use your hex blade curse. I think. If not, let me just read that. No, hex yeah, blade curse is the one one target one use thing. Mm. Hex you can move, but only after the enemy's dead. Oh, it's hex that I'm thinking of. Yeah, and that's yeah. only kill the enemy, or it yep. dies. Oh, well, that's my bad. Uh, I was thinking of Hex. That's okay. Um, we can, if you want, is, if that changes what you're going to do, we can go back if you want. No, it's fine. Okay. Just wants to kill uh, stuff. It doesn't change <laughs> kill stuff. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I'll get you your I mean, hit points next turn. Um, 25 definitely hits for 12 points of damage, max damage on that roll. You kind of come in, you kind of, you run by the one Durgar and he just kind of yeah, and kind of get you in the back, like, but you're able to kind of dash around and you come in and you just like stab that weapon right into the back of his Duragar and you kind of find a little gap in his uh, kind of a chest plate that he has and we'll kind of stab him behind the arm. Like, um, you almost hear the sounds of like uh, muscle uh, tendons kind of ripping out of his rotator cuff on the backside. Mm. He's like, um, Unfortunately, it was a shield hand, not a, or is uh yeah, it was a shield hand, not as a weapon hand. Unfortunately, um, nice. I'm gonna do it again. I was gonna say, I think you have a second <laughs> attack. Uh, not as good of a damage output, but you are able to kind of take 
and in your classic Juliet style, I'm sure, you take both hands and just swing through the neck, decapitating this one as well. Um, oh, and it, is it, I would have not done that to this one, actually. Okay, what would you like to do to this one? Uh, did I kill him? <laughs> oh yeah, you did. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to shove my blade deep into his, uh, into his stomach, and I'm going to work my way up, and I'm going to use Accused Specter, and I'm going to try to turn him into um, a, yeah, a, a Specter. Okay. He, and he's bounded to me for okay. my long rest. <laughs> okay. Um, does it make him into an actual Specter? It does. Oh, jeez. I have to. I don't even <laughs> think I have a Specter ready here. I might just have to use Banshee, but, um, all right, uh, do I, like, is there a roll? Uh, let's see, okay, sorry, six level, you can curse the soul of a person you slay, temporarily binding it to your service. When you slay a humanoid, you can cause its spirit to rise from a corpse as a specter, uh, the statistics of which are in the monster manual. Um, when the specter appears, it gains temporary hit points equal to half your warlock level, roll initiative for the specter, which has its own turn. It obeys your verbal commands and it gains a, a special bonus to its attack rolls equal to your charisma modifier, minimum of minus zero. The specter remains in your service until the end of your next long rest. Okay. So it just happens. Uh, so you okay. all see, unless I can get this thing to port mm -hmm. over, which I don't think I will because it's been having issues today. Um, I'm gonna try to pour it over, but for the purposes of this right now, we're just gonna throw the Banshee in here. Cool. So that's what we're doing. We're bringing back the dead. <laughs> Apparently. Yep. I got this now, so. Oh, of course, the Spectre port's over, but not the things that I was trying to pour over earlier. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we're just gonna have, like, an army with us. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Oh, it didn't give me the art, though. That's weird. Huh. Well, you can't see a specter. No, I know, but, like, it didn't do... It didn't... It just gave me a blank, uh, a blank, and you'll see it when I bring it over. Ooh. But that's the specter. That cool. Just... It's very spectral-looking. Yeah. Yeah, and very. We gotta roll, initi we gotta roll initiative for, for my little guy. Moon. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I need to add him to... Yeah, I need to add him to the initial tracker. This is going to be fun, guys. <laughs> All right, and we'll roll for him. Oh, go figure. He's going to take his turn right after you, which is, like, right freaking now. Um, so your Spectre, Juliet, um, has a few different attacks. Um, uh, they have the ability... They have an action known as Life Drain, um, which is a melee spell attack, technically. Um, but they get the attack modifier of what, you said? Uh, uh, uh hold on, hold on, I'm sorry. I exited off. Juliet's uh, modifier. Yes, my charisma modifier. So their attack bonus is equal to your charisma modifier? Yes, if, uh, you're okay. And it gains a special bonus to its attack rolls equal to your charisma modifier. A special bonus? Okay. Yeah. So it's a bonus on top of... Okay, so um, what would you like your specter? Wh who, which un poor unfortunate soul would you like your specter to attack? Uh, the one that's trying to attack my bard boy, of course. This one um, over here. A lot of them are. Uh, the one that's looking the bad, the worst. 
Okay, uh, so he will go ahead and he will use his life drain. Oh, this is gonna be so nasty. <laughs> um, so whatever that I just rolled is gonna be plus three. Um, unfortunately, he rolled really low. Um, he rolled he rolled a three plus four plus three for a oh, ten to hit, which I. Oh. I, I I love you so much, but I'm gonna roll for him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, you 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 rolled. I'm saying next time I'm gonna roll for him. Yeah, no, I, I understood what you said. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, yeah, so yeah, only a ten to hit. Um, um, but that is his turn, and that brings us to Shirley. Let me see if I can. I'm gonna try and update the avatar here while we're playing around. <laughs> All right. So, I am going to. Uh... Tavern Brawler strike this guy. I'm just gonna use like my shield and just bring it around like into his face. Okay. I was going to say, remind me how that works. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's not going to work. I was going to say, I, th I think that we decided the shield was just a D4. Yeah, the shield's just a D4. Um, so that would be... How did it roll the damage? It rolled a D4. Yeah. Yeah. You're just having a really high. Um, and you're taking the one to your left? Yep. Um, how do you want to do this on this guy? Yeah, I just want to, like, basically just, like, drive the, the shield, like, into the bridge of his nose. And, like, he just, you know, crushes his face, basically. Yeah, and you're able to do that. And you can actually, as you go and you take the shield, you bring the top of it and you kind of, like, jam it up into his jaw. And you kind of pin him up against this column. And you're able to kind of, like dislocate and fracture the jaw as it comes up and you were able to kind of hit the upper soft palate as you kind of drive it through and actually crack into there and you kind of just see him kind of like bleed out from the eyes and out his ears a little bit as he crumples to the ground dead and because i hit with that i can make a grapple attempt as a bonus action so that's what i'm gonna do to this guy all right go for it and i'm raging so i have advantage i know <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's just a contested athletics check, although with an actual 20 with a 31, oh my he's God. grappled. Right. He's definitely grappled. <laughs> Poor so guy. He just like smashes this guy in the face and, and reaches over and like grabs him by like the face. Doesn't even like go for the neck, <laughs> just like straight on face. Like, uh. barbarians. Barbarians, man. All right, so we're just going to say he's, yeah, that's, that's my turn. he's restrained, because technically he is restrained, so we'll just do that. Um, all right, so um, cool. Awesome. Brings us to Mori. Mori, you now have a grappled, restrained... Um... <laughs> Wait, hold on. Beat sack. He's, he's incapacitated, which then means, I believe, if I can find... There it is. Can't take actions or reactions. Oh, okay, so it's still a normal hit. Um, although, hold on. 
incapacitated. Can't take actions or reactions. That's all it means. Uh, it doesn't matter. 23 definitely hits. Um, I'm looking too far into it. Uh, how do you want to do this on this guy? Uh, as he is holding him there, I'll just uh, hit down on the back of his shoulders so that it kind of just separates his spine from his neck. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah. So you just kind of come down in from the kind of like from the backside. He's, he's yep. kind of like he's trying to face. He's kind of facing away from you right now. So you kind of come in from that back um, side, kind of coming down here, um, and you're able to kind of like with that mace or that maul, you just and it just like sinks right in. It's like, and you guys all hear that as like the different ribs and then other vertebrae are also cracking as the just blunt force trauma of this mace coming in just like separates the head from the neck and it kind of it's it's not quite headless it's nearly headless and it kind of like it's just like hanging off here as it crumples to the ground i figure with a 31 he was able to keep a pretty good hand on that guy's face while he oh yeah <laughs> um that that ends your turn i believe or do you have another attack uh, i do is there somebody else around here oh yeah there's one more oh. guy up here who's looking scared af right now <laughs> Like he's just seen like two of like all everyone around him just get like their faces caved in and one of them raised the, from the dead and like is like working for you guys now. <laughs> so, uh, all right, let's do this. I will add a D8 to see if I can get that to hit. Um, you also get your plus one. All right, so 20. Nice. Yeah, that definitely hits. Um, for 15 points of bludgeoning damage. Jesus. Uh, how do you want to do this? <laughs> I, I will just run right up and, and over the head, two hands down, just smashing them into the just, Yeah, and you're able to, and he just, you kind of, again, you, again, similar fate to everyone else, you just kind of come down dropping that maul right square in the face and you just see like just this imprint of right into the right into his it caves his head in and as you pull out the maul out from his face you can kind of see the dimples from where like the kind of spikes on your maul um kind of like have poked out his eye sockets um and he is no more so uh sorry guys but i don't think we can keep this one's head uh just take his leg instead. You uh, you want to keep a hold of that one you got in your hand there, Shirley? So, <clears throat> Shirley would like kind of like shake his head and just like. So that was fucking cool. You got a bit ornery right there for a second. <laughs> I'm. I. I don't know what that was, but that felt really good. I don't know if I've been that intimidated since I was naked in front of an owlbear. <laughs> and with that, time. we're going to go to break. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the uh, secret code word tonight for the dice giveaway is going to be domination. <clears throat> that was literally what that just was. Uh, so put domination into the chat there. And win yourself some free dice. We'll be right back.
and welcome back everyone uh so for a little while here um we'll be without uh juliet uh, she actually um just had to she had to go home actually so she'll be back here in a little bit uh but we'll be able to kind of continue on without her so um you all are now currently within this um shrined room uh basically in front of you what you see is you see the depiction of what appears to be three large uh, statues of um, one is of a uh, dwarven man that's kind of like on one knee you actually also see um, to the right what appears to be a um, a human male um, that is standing there with a sword um, like this and then on the left you actually see what appears to be an elven uh, woman. Uh, what it almost looks like to be some like large kind of um, um, like a cape behind her um, with wielding a bow. Um, at the front of the room, you actually see this kind of large, um, sh like almost like altar um, where maybe that someone used to put offerings and stuff like that. On each of the columns, one thing you didn't notice as you were in the battle, but you notice now, each of them is neatly is uh, finely and uniquely carved to look as if there is a individual actually holding up the column that is rising up from under them. So it's almost like a statue of somebody holding a column above them as it goes up into the ceiling. Um, on the floor, you actually do see this uh, large symbol of the sun with these five planetary bodies that kind of surround it of different shapes and sizes as well. Um, Behind the um, central statue, um, you do see it um, kind of has this like um, luminescent, almost like glow kind of shining in somehow um, behind it. That's kind of this like red, um, kind of almost like shifting like bioluminescence that kind of comes in behind it. Um, you do notice that this particular uh, figure, the dwarven figure in the middle is also pointing um, which would be um, technically stage left, but to your right, um, kind of towards the northeast corner of the room. Um, to the left, um, on the leftmost side, you see a set of stairs um, that kind of begin to descend um, down. Um, and from your vantage point, you can actually see they descend down to a door at the bottom of a um, pathway. Well, I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm really hungry now. Get, uh, hungry? Yeah. I can and, eat these Durgar. Well, I mean, I have rations. I just, you know. Oh. Um, real quick. Mm -hmm. Having said that, uh, does the dwarven statue look at all familiar to me? Uh, go ahead and roll a history check. Roll for two. Nope. <laughs> one or twenty. Not nothing in between. It's one or twenty with you today. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. All right. Um, so with a natural one, um, no, this figure kind of eludes you. You're not really 100% sure what this person is or who this person is. So we think stopping for food right now is really something we want to do. It can wait. And I'll take and sit down the dwarf head in front of the dwarf 
or the Duragar head. I was gonna say, you're not taking my head off. Okay, <laughs> just give it a little pat and uh, start towards the stairway. Okay. I'll be right behind him. You said you said one of those statues pointing to the corner. Yes, um, one of them is Purpose pointing thing? to the northeast corner. Oh, I want to go check over there. Oh, okay. I thought they were pointing to the stairway. No, they're pointing to the other end of the... So, to your left is the stairway descending down. The uh, statue is pointing towards what I, I was calling stage left, but it's to you, from your vantage point, looking at the statue is to the right. I want to go check over there. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll... Perception or investigation, your choice, but it's going to impact the uh, outcome. Perception. Okay. With a 21, uh, you go ahead and look around. Um, you see this kind of like, kind of larger kind of gap in the wall as you kind of like look across um, this. Um, you see some more of these depictions of the great battle that happened, um, but you see almost like kind of a large gap in the depiction of this battlefield that's about um that actually is only about three feet wide but it's kind of a strange void amongst the rest of this that's in here and i feel the wall around it like see if there's any cracks in it like it's a hidden door or something um yes you can so uh go ahead and um give me an investigation check at advantage because you rolled so well on the first one i was gonna say you're also a dwarf so this, this is stonework oh yeah it is stonework yeah um, so with a 19, you're able to actually kind of find, you are able to kind of like rub your hands across the wall and you find kind of like a small impression. You're able to kind of dust it off and kind of blow the dust off. And you actually do see that there's almost kind of like a, um, almost filled in with like some sort of dust and earth. There is actually kind of a, a small hole. You fit your hand in and you're able to actually find a handle inside and you're able to turn it. You hear something click. Like, and you're able to kind of pull, and as you pull, it's a, the uh, actual wall, the actual stone wall physically swivels out and reveals a passageway. Guys, I found some shit over here. Well done. Very nice. Should <clears throat> um, we check this out? Probably hasn't been open in a thousand years. So like kind of like coming down now from the uh the battle rage or what have you i'll uh kind of like and pull out the map is is this the other hidden room on the mm -hmm. this is the other way um there is one um set of state there's a there's a one door entrance way going to the left and then there is a x marked out um um hidden door or hidden passage um, marked in the northeast corner of the room, which is where you basically are. Okay. But that's the thing. Like, the map shows that there are hidden rooms. It doesn't show where they go, though. No, because for whatever... You were only able to find in that room the plans for this one particular floor. So... <clears throat> but, I mean, <clears throat> if this was still closed, that means the Durgar haven't found it, which means we're going to have an advantage. We should definitely do it this way. All right. Well, what what can I see inside when it when it opens? Is it like a hallway or is it just a room? Um, it's currently very very dark. As you kind of like look inside with your dark vision, 
you see that this part of the cavern isn't as um, finely man-made. It almost looks like it's much more cave-like in its construction. Um, okay. And it's got like stalagmites and stalactites that are kind of like jutting in and out from under, from down below and up, up, up above um, um, the ceiling and from the floor. Um, but you do see that the this cavernous um, area does, you know, go forward. Um... You guys want to check out this this way? Heck yeah. Absolutely. Let's do it. Um, do you want to light a torch? Yeah, I was going to say, I'll, I'll light a torch. and I'll, I'll I have torches too, so either way. Uh, I was going to say, I'll, I'll pour it out and light it. Sure. sure. Um, as you guys um, travel through here, um, you, um, feel a small, slight grade, um, as you're traveling, you know, five, ten minutes go by, you feel a small grade kind of, kind of winding as this kind of, this tunnel is, this cavern is basically about a ten, is about ten feet wide, um, but it, it narrows and widens in different areas, but you feel as though you're kind of winding down. Um, there's just kind of a slight, small, like probably about 20 degree or 10 degree kind of grade as you're kind of descending down. At one point, you actually come out into this bigger kind of open cavern. And in here, you actually see, um, lighting your way, three golden braziers kind of up on pedestals that have a, a flame um, that is currently lit inside them. Okay. So this is like ahead of us? Yeah, this is ahead of you. Okay. Uh, then I'll snuff the flame on the torch for now and mm -hmm. follow these. You said they were left and right, correct? Um, these ones are only on the left. Actually, to your right is just more cavern that kind of almost drops off um, into kind of like almost like a bottomless like crevasse to your right. Yay. Ooh. I jumped. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, okay. You, I don't think you have the flying ability yet, so. So you all know, I do have feather fall, so. <laughs> so he'll fall thousands and thousands of feet for a very, very long time. I was going to say, worst case scenario, we can always jump. Uh, just keep following. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, just keep, keep going this way, kind of, you know, keep an eye, or... I mean, obviously an eye, but also an ear out for any kind of, you know, like, noises, especially machine-like noises. Mm -hmm. As you continue to kind of wind down these areas, um, half hour, hour goes by. You like still feel like you're continuing to follow this grade down. You, after a while, you begin to feel, like, is there an end in sight? Like, how far does this go? And as you begin to think that, you find yourselves coming to a narrower part of the cavern. And as you feel, and as you enter this area, you feel the temperature begin to rise just a little bit. 
in front of you is also a set of stairs that begins to wind down. Okay. Do, now, do these look more worked, or are they still, like, very natural, like... They do. The stairs here appear more worked. And as you've continued on, and as you look further down the passageway, it looks like these are more worked stone as you kind of begin, kind of continue down these... If you choose to continue down these stairs, traveling downwards. Um, in addition, the air itself is dry. It's starting to um, almost feel like it's because it's so warm it's almost choking the kind of sulfurous like kind of acidic um smell that kind of stings at your nose intensifies just a little bit more um you don't but it's you're not really sure where it's coming from it's it doesn't appear that it's a like readily apparent it just feels very warm hot you feel like kind of the sweat um underneath your armor begin to accumulate a little bit um so I'm going to look at Timic and ask him if this seems like natural or if he's getting any bad juju off this. Um, Timic, go ahead and roll me. Um, let's go with a nature check. Is this for the stonework? Um, no, this is for the just kind of the overall nature of the environment that you're currently in. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, a 10? Um, okay. So with a 10, well. um, give me one second, I'm moving cameras around again. Juliet is back. Sorry. All good. Um, no worries. Um, it it doesn't seem unnatural. It seems like the best of your knowledge, although you've never really um, where you're more of a like hill forest kind of druid, um, or at least that's where you kind of grew up. You're not really that familiar with the more of these mountainous kind of caverns and stuff like that. So to the best of your knowledge, it seems like everything's fine. Uh, all right then carry on you carry on As do i you... still have my specter yeah you still do yeah it hasn't been another day or anything <laughs> okay um as you continue down you finally come to a large man-made chamber okay in this chamber there appear to be a number of different Books, tomes, oh. a couple different tables, and that's it. Can I this room is not familiar to you. Can I inspect the tomes? Sure. Um, you actually don't need to roll. Um, as you kind of look and inspect these different tomes, and there's scrolls here as well, you find that most of what it is is documentation of supplies, um, documentation of uh, various um, military strategies and actual um, um, maneuvers and history of battles. But 
you don't recognize a lot of the names. At least, there is one name that you do recognize that is mentioned quite a few, and because Shirley's here and he has a good understanding of kind of like what this is supposed to represent, um, you gather that a lot of these are historical documents related to the Battle of Witchworm um, that occurred not too far from here, and kind of like the collective histories of all of these, um, basically of all these battles and kind of the even just the general like inventories of supplies for the troops is all kind of here. Strangely enough. Hmm. Further into the room, you would see another small hallway leading to a door. Does it look like any of this stuff has been disturbed? Um. Or like, like, is there, like, no, dust coming off? Of I was going to say, no. No, it does not. Um, it doesn't appear that... I was going to say you could make a survival check, but there's no need. It doesn't... Like, not everything is still covered in a layer of dust cobwebs. There is no... It does not appear that any of this has been disturbed other than your presence here in the room at this time. Okay. Like... <clears throat> Shirley's kind of nerding out a little bit, right? Because, like... Yeah, absolutely. A, we're the first people in here in, like, how long? B, there's so much history here. Like, and we have to just keep moving. But we know where it is. I'm yourself, buddy. Don't worry. It's books. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Through the through the doorway, is it is it still well lit or fairly well lit in here? Um, it's well lit in here. Yes. Okay. Um, as you come to this doorway, um, as you begin to kind of crack it open, you do notice that it is fairly dark in this room. Um, extremely dark, actually. Um, everyone, give me a perception check. Yeah, give me a second. Mm -hmm. Actually, Dan, would you mind rolling for me until I can get my character sheet up and running? Yeah, I can do that for you. Thank you. Oh, now I can roll for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm also proficient in it, so I should roll fine. <laughs> yep, uh, 17. Okay. Um, a 25, a 4, and a 14. So everybody who rolled above uh, 12, um, this chamber is re relatively dark. It is hard to see, but with those of you with dark vision, um, who also happen to be the people that actually rolled the best, um, <laughs> go figure. It's like, it's like it worked out that way. Um, you hear movement in this chamber. This chamber... Smells of rot, sulfur. It's relatively quiet. However, you do hear movement of what sounds to, what almost sounds like chains. Just kind of shh, shh, shh. While you don't see anything, you feel as though you're being watched. 
You guys feel that? Yeah. Hmm. Can I um, whisper to my specter? Go check. Go check the premises. Okay. Wait one second. Um, your specter. Mm. Um, this is an interesting. Your specter goes out and begins to drift its way through. You can almost kind of feel the connection here with this specter, and there's kind of a link between the two of you. Mm-hmm. As it begins to kind of come and maneuver its way through, in a flash, you hear, you feel this like pain um, come out. From the specter. Um, can I have you roll a con save for me? Sure. For, for your specter. Um, so it's just a flat d20 roll. Uh, con of the specter is zero. Okay. Uh, you want me to roll my con or just a, just a straight d20? Just, just roll straight d20. Okay. Um, how many hit points does your specter have? 22. Oh, 22. and plus the, plus the, tempor- the three temporaries, 25. 25. Um, you feel the specter as it kind of maneuvers its way. You feel the searing pain. And then ah. nothing. The link is gone. Uh-oh. I turn to the group. Whatever that is, just killed my specter in one swift hit. Hate to break it to you, but your specter was already dead. God <laughs> damn it, Timic. So. When she says that, like, Shirley can't see shit. I'm going to light the torch. You light the torch. Uh-oh. As you light the torch, you can see in this chamber a number of different weapons, battle axes, um, lances, um, pikes, um, um, Pickaxes, spears, javelins, all broken and strewn about the chamber. You see four columns also in this chamber holding up the ceiling. Central to these columns is a large wound up chain. You can actually see the end of this chain begins to shift and move and shift 
And as you bring the light up, you see coming around the corner a creature of medium size, however, one large giant eye in the middle, long jaw with these skinny kind of little eye stalks flying around its head. As you bring the light around, you see the pupil in it shrink and come back up. And that's where we're going to leave it tonight. Uh-oh. Did we by chance see how many eye stalks it had? Yeah. 46, I counted quickly. Yeah. Um, note, first, first note looked like about 40-some. Six. You also do see that this creature is attached to this chain. Yeah. Poor guy's prisoner. Let's let him help get him out of here. Maybe, maybe we can reason with it. Yeah. Just like well, that. I wouldn't be happy if I was chained up. Well, until then, while you guys pick, figure out strategy, we will see you all next week. Um, right. Thank you all for coming out. I know we kind of uh, had a quick kind of like little thing here at the end, but I don't want to go. If this battle starts, it's probably going to go for a very long time. Uh, so we're going to kind of cut it there and we will see you all next week. Um, if you haven't yet, make sure you check out the discord, sign up for that newsletter, check out all the things and the buttons down there make sure you follow. Um, if you haven't subscribed already with, uh, your Twitch prime subscription, if you still have it available, we would be more than happy to take it. Uh, um, but, um, I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode and until next time, happy gaming. See you soon. Bye guys, hopefully we don't die next season next episode. <laughs> For sure. <laughs>